Kurt. John, <laughs> live. Yeah. From, McGo- from Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. From Trinity Presbyterian Church does in that, Montgomery, Alabama. Does that qualify as a fun fact that we're actually together for our, for our viewers that we're sitting in Trinity Presbyterian Church in Montgomery, Alabama? I guess together? so. That's where we are. We're in the frith, John. What, what does frith mean? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the name of our youth building, and it's a Scottish word, and it wasn't picked by me, and it's a fine name. I just haven't committed it to memory. Just call have it. You, have you thought about changing it? I'm not. I, I don't have the permission to change it. Yeah. Um, Do you have a list of like three names you would Well, use? the first three choices would be the Kurt, the Kurt, the of Kurt, course. but you know, because <laughs> um, Kurt's crib with a K. <laughs> I think y'all should go for that. Yeah. Um, so everybody, uh, Kurt and I are actually together. Um, we are in Montgomery because there's a wedding taking place. Yes. At Tr- Trinity Presbyterian Church. So, Abby and Scott. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, at, when this comes out, there'll be man and wife, Lord willing. So husband and wife. Yeah. I said man and wife. I know. What's She's the difference? Kinda husband and wife. It's kind of okay, man and woman, husband and wife. That kind of husband and woman. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be um, married, John. I think the people knew. Yeah, that's Un- true. Unnecessary correction right there. I'm gonna put my sunglasses on now that we we've got we're going to that that way. But we are. We're actually in the same place. So um, those who listen to the podcast consistently know that we were together uh, in the same physical room together uh, this summer. In Colorado. High school Colorado. And then also Estes Florida. Estes Park. Um, but yeah, we, we figured since we're actually going to be in the same location, we could try to record somewhat of a, a quick podcast. A mini pod. Yeah. Um, this one's not going to be as long, but um, we yeah. hope you enjoyed last week's episode with William P. Smith. And then, as I said, in a couple of weeks, Julie Lowe is going to be joining us. So be looking for that one. Kurt, do we want to do a, a fun fact? Yeah. I want um, you to go first, though. Well, I, it seemed like I had one, and then it slipped my mind. So how about how about you, Kurt? You go for it. How about a fun fact? Yeah. Well, um, I don't have one, so that's why I really wanted you well, to go I, first. I guess maybe, see, this is not going to be good, and Kurt's going to make fun of me, but I was at Kurt's house, house just a little while ago, and that was my first time oh at my. Kurt's house. So Kurt and I have known each other for years. We worked at the same camp together, um, RYM circles, and my very first time at his house so i got to see where kurt's been living for the past what eight years in mm-hmm. montgomery mm-hmm. almost eight years we've been in that house seven years and four months got to meet his dog wags yes i like wags a lot i wouldn't say that i love him but and, i like him and uh kurt's son campbell and my son samuel got to hang out they yes got to be uh bffs at the beach this summer and mm-hmm. uh, so they were excited to be able to reunite Can- Campbell is so excited because his best friend from across the street, who's named Hayden, and his best friend from the beach this summer, Samuel, were together. So I'm sure that he is just like on cloud nine right now. <laughs> um, he's so excited. So, yeah, John just rolled over in the minivan. That's um, right. And uh, got to say, pretty impressed with the minivan. <laughs> he, let, he let her... He let the, the horses run a little bit on the interstate. And I, I saw the power and... Uh, it yeah. actually, it does. It's got oh, I know. <laughs> Seriously. Minivans are really, have you ever seen that viral video of the minivan that goes out to the drag strip? It's like a souped up minivan. <laughs> no, uh, it just destroys this Camaro <laughs> in a drag race. Seriously? Oh yeah. You can oh, wow. find that online. Yeah. Um, 
It's like a it's like a Chrysler Plymouth, but like with the wood panel sides. <laughs> oh man, nice. Yeah, our family had one of those. Not the wood panel, but we had the Chrysler Plymouth. Um, well, y'all have a Nissan now, right? Yeah, Nissan. Not Frontier. That's a is that a truck? That Nissan I don't know. Is? I, only, I, I drove know. an Altima for 14 it's a, years. It's I, a Quest. Nissan Quest. That's right. We're not a minivan family. We just have two children. We feel like getting a minivan would be kind of like, you know, mm. that's a little extra. Yeah, um, that's true. You, I think, how, how many seats are in the minivan? <laughs> uh, let's see, three in the back, two, and then, yeah, so. I'm seven? Saying, yeah. And y'all have seven people in your family? Yes. So, yeah, there's not. So, it's a five and a half hour drive, I think, to Montgomery, and mm. it was pretty crammed. I think that's when you can say that you have a big family. That if you don't, if you can't fill up a minivan, then I don't really feel you can say, "Well, our family a is point. a big family." Um, and you have a really big family when you need one of those big, like, you know, twelve passengers. Yeah, like yeah. the like the kind that you have to have like the special license to drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there are a couple. We we know people. We know some people with some big families. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so listen to our uh, listeners. Listen mm-hmm. to our listeners. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, yeah, if you've checked out the podcast, you know we do trash on the table towards the end. We're, we're going to have kind of an extended trash on the table, even though these are going to be some smaller episodes. We, we've got a few things we want to highlight um, that have been going on uh, in the culture. So we'll be talking about that. I hear some music and uh, we'll jump right in. Yeah. All right, Kurt. So, I uh, thought one thing that we could discuss. Did you see uh, the video by Ellen DeGeneres? I did. So Ellen DeGeneres and George W. Bush. Yeah. So they Yucking were at, it up at the football game. We were at the uh, Cowboys-Packers game, uh, I guess, a couple Sundays ago, and supposedly Ellen got a lot of pushback from that picture. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a picture that was shared, or, or no? I guess they were just sitting together talking mm-hmm. at the football game and so on her Tuesday show she said she took some time to think about some of the comments and some of what everyone was saying she addressed um, yeah addressed some of the the haters out there uh, that were uh, mocking the fact that she was friends with a conservative Republican and she said you know she's a liberal mm-hmm. Democrat but she says you know I can be friends with people who don't think like me and mm. Uh, she she made a lot of good points. I've only watched the video once, but I, I want to go back and, and look at it. Um, we might actually play a little audio snippet in yeah. this podcast if we can do that. But during the game, they showed a shot of George and me laughing together. And uh, so people were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Didn't even notice I'm holding the brand new iPhone 11. And... Um, <laughs> But a lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet. And uh, But here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. And, um, exactly. Here's 
the thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have <laughs> friends who should tweeze more. And I, I have... But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Yeah, she made some really good points. You said you saw it, Kurt? I did. And her main thing was is that being kind doesn't mean being kind to the people who agree with you, which is a really Christian idea. Kurt, Kurt's getting kind of choked up. Uh, yeah, not really, but... Uh, yeah, like the idea of loving your enemies, of going the extra mile, of turning the cheek, um, of you know, of serving someone who's different from you. The idea of the Good Samaritan. These are all ideas that you'll find in the Bible, in the New Testament specifically, and also the Old Testament. This idea of welcoming a stranger, of treating someone the way that you want to be treated, uh, and that that is a universal thing. That you don't. That those things aren't suspended when. Uh, because you disagree with someone politically or ideologically or however you disagree with them. And, you know, so kudos to her um, for saying that. She's getting a ton of credit for it. I don't want to, I mean, like, I think, I, I think it says something about where we are that she's getting all this praise for that. When I feel like a lot more people ought to be like, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think as she highlighted in the comment, and again, uh, I can't remember verbatim, but she said, um, you know, that we're growing up in a time where if somebody doesn't think like us or agree with everything we believe, then they're our enemy. Then we should, can just kind of discard them, hate them. Um, but, you know, we, we can have that freedom to, okay, disagree with each other, still be loving and kind to each other. And, um, and, you know, she said she's she's friends with, with with George W. And so I think for someone like Ellen, she has a huge platform. Mm -hmm. You know, just every celebrity, you know, is in love with Ellen. And for, for her to make that kind of statement, it is significant because a lot of people, if they try to make any kind of statement like that, they're not even going to be heard. There's going to be backlash. But um, she's got a lot of power and a, a lot of clout to, to make a statement. And, you know, in a sense, I mean, it is, it's risky. It's, how is that going to be received uh, in this day and age? So, yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see that. I think it's interesting that you mentioned the fact that we would be at war with anyone who disagrees with us because I was listening to a different podcast where a soldier who'd been at war was being interviewed, a soldier who had killed people. And he talks about how killing someone changed him. And one of the things he said was that even he talks about brutally killing a man, a combatant with a rock, like he was being attacked from behind and he was fighting for his life. And he has to basically kill this guy with a rock. And he says that he has he keeps him up at night thinking about it. And he said, look, I would do that a million times out of a million times. You know, I'm fighting, he's fighting. But he said, you know what? But neither one of us thought we were wrong for what we were fighting for. Mm -hmm. And whoever died there, someone was going to lose a son. Like, and, he, you know, he just said, if you, he said, don't believe like video games like Call of Duty or more movies like anyone, 
his basic message was anyone who thinks like, yeah, I want to like kick indoors and shoot people in the face have, has never had to do it. Because once you've had to do it, it doesn't leave you. And what you begin to realize is that like um, he was saying, like you begin to realize the humanity of your enemy. Um, that even in, in war, you begin, you realize the humanity that someone's losing a brother or son. And, you know, like if, if he can realize that about someone who's trying to take his life and that he takes his life, then surely, you know, two people who disagree about who can use what bathroom can probably, you know, can probably see each other as humans, mm. you know? And so just for context, are you saying this was in reference to, what Ellen had said as well? Like no, was, okay, it was not in reference. Was, okay. It was not in reference to what Ellen had said. It was just this, this guy was uh, talking about his experience uh, fighting in a war. He's a war hero and just how um, it's dramatically affected him and changed the way he views the world. And um, mm-hmm. it's really, it was, it was profound to listen to. Um, okay. Well, I don't know if we want to switch gears a little bit, yeah, but yeah. speaking about bathrooms, for a second, I've got one thing for us, which is this, which is the biggest story in the news right now. Other, I, I guess, is about the NBA and China. You don't know about this? No, I do not. Are you serious? Seriously, don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Cliff Notes version: Hong Kong is about to come back under Chinese control. Hong Kong has been under British control for a long time. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to have to gloss over a lot of things here, but basically there are a lot of people in Hong Kong who enjoy democratic rights and don't want to join the People's Republic of China. And they're protesting and they want Hong Kong to remain free and a different, you know, and separate and maybe even be another country, its own separate country. And obviously China does not want that. And, uh, the other part of the story is that uh, the NBA's second biggest market after the United States is China. Mm. Um, lots of Chinese people consume the NBA, watch the games, know the fans. And a, a general mag- manager named Daryl Morey for the Houston Rockets tweeted out something about supporting the protesters in Hong Kong and keeping Hong Kong free. And it caused the NBA to go into complete crisis mode where they um, said they gave this kind of like, two-faced statement that was like we support his right to say these things but we also know that this is a complicated situation and then he deleted the tweet and there's a lot of pressure uh all the nba stars and the outspoken nba players are saying well this is a really complicated issue and what i think is so ridiculous about this is i don't know if you remember this or not but the nba moved the all-star game in 2017 away from Charlotte, North Carolina, because Charlotte, North, because North Carolina had passed, I guess it's called house bill two, uh, which yeah. is a bathroom bill, which mm-hmm. basically says everyone with a certain kind of genitalia have to go to one bathroom. And everyone who goes, no matter how you present yourself, people with this genitalia go to this bathroom, people with this genitalia go to that bathroom, like bathrooms have been done since the beginning of time, basically. <laughs> and they passed a bill that said that, you know, the bottom line is that, and the NBA, that was so transgressive that the NBA had to step up and move the all-star game. Hmm. But the Chinese government, which is running concentration camps right now, 
it's a complicated scenario. And all the classic people who are, you know, refuse to visit the White House, regardless of what you think about Donald Trump, he's not running concentration camps. So um, he's not systematically just, you know, murdering the Uyghur people. Um, you can Google them. It's really hard to spell those. So good luck with that. But it's just amazing to me. This just, it just it's just amazing to me how in the Bible we're called to make a stand and for it to be, and even if it's difficult for us to, you know, to accept that stand, um, you know, think about Peter, you do what you must, but we, we have to preach Christ. We, you know, we, you, you do what you have to do, but we have to do this. Um, and I can accept that. Um, what really bothers me about this particular scenario is it seems like the people who are, um, the NBA players and coaches love to get on the moral high horse over easy targets. And I would call Donald Trump or, you know, a bathroom bill an easy target. But when there's real terrible human rights violations involved and it directly affects their bottom line, well, it's a complicated scenario and we need to let it play out. Um, and, you know, you know, who am I? I'm just a youth minister in Montgomery. So what do I know about geopolitical environments? But I can tell you this. Those two things don't add up. Moving the all-star game for bathroom bill and then, you know, you know, kowtowing to a human rights abuser. Those two things don't seem to be um, in line, you know. So people are hypocrites. No, no real yeah. news. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite too, so. Yeah, you know. no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But, but it is hard not to, the level of hypocrisy there mm-hmm. uh, that you're pointing out. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to just turn a blind eye to that uh, for sure. Um, Kurt, look, I know we said we're going to keep these a little brief and honestly, it'd be kind of hard to follow anything with, uh, with that really (laughs) level of severity. Well, some of the things that are in my mind, I think would be tough to kind of piggyback on that. Yeah. Um, so look, why don't we wind this one down and then we'll pick up another one on on Thursday again. This turned from fun facts into like Kurt's like soapbox. (laughs) No, no, this was good. Well, anyway, just something, you know, to think about in the news. Yeah. Something to be aware of. and, And as we're talking about this stuff constantly, thinking of how to communicate these kind of things to our children. Hmm. Uh, this is the world they're growing up in. Um, yeah, and giving them a, a worldview to kind of interpret what's going on around them. So it's, it's helpful, Kurt. Uh, look, see you on Thursday. Yes, sure.